What's up, y'all? This is John, back with another episode of the Nothing Finer Podcast. Wes will be joining us here in just a minute. Um, we were initially doing one episode this week. We've broken it down into two, just because our Oregon breakdown with our special guest that we've been teasing all week has... Um, it took it went a little bit longer than we expected, but we got a lot of great information. Um, so we're going to do the breakdown of the most interesting games of week one today and then later in the week we'll post that full Oregon breakdown that I really think you guys are going to love um so we're going to get right into it here with our week one breakdowns and like I said Wes will be with me for that all right so now we're going to move into the um best our opinion the best matchups in week one um, we've already, or we're going to cover Georgia versus Oregon in an episode later this week. Um, but we will, we will go ahead and make our pick for that game at the end of this episode in the spread. Um, but to move right along into it, we've got West Virginia at Pitt. This is the renewal of the old Big East backyard brawl. It's a Thursday night game. The line as of the last time I checked is Pitt minus seven. The over-under is 51. Um, JT Daniels is going to make his start for the third Power 5 program against the one-touchdown favorite in number 17, Pitt. Um, Pitt lost damn near all of their offensive production last season between Kenny Pickett and the – Mr. Art of the deal himself, Jordan Addison. Um, the Mountaineers do return the fifth worst returning production percentage in the country. I personally hope JT goes on a Heisman run and proves everybody wrong. Uh, but in this one, I've got Pitt covering. I I just don't think that West Virginia has enough coming back or proven to uh, to pick them in this game. What about you? Yeah, so um, DraftKings gave me a free parlay. Uh, $20 parlay, and it was a uh, West Virginia money line. So, um, obviously, I'm going to be yeah. going for Virginia. One, because I now have money on the game, thanks to you, and making me a game, which I made like 170 bucks last weekend. So, thanks. Um, Yeah, we were going to go over it at the end, but we can go ahead and <laughs> talk about it a little bit right here. My parlay from last week did not hit. No, it did not. So, all of my but- bets. So. If you bet single on everything that I told you, Hawaii, Vandy hit the over by themselves. <laughs> by themselves. By the end of the third quarter, Vandy had hit the over. FAU murdered Charlotte. So that minus seven and a half was free money. And the only thing I didn't hit was the Utah State, and they ended up covering the spread or covering that first half spread. It just took them longer. Yeah. Because they didn't show up until the second quarter, but I can't control their bus driver. But um, no, I mean, even if it wasn't for that, I would have picked West Virginia. Um, like you said, Pitt losing Jordan Addison going out to USC, like JT Daniels starting for his third team. You know, ho- hopefully he can stay healthy, um, and make that team. But no, I-, I like West Virginia. I've always, for whatever reason, had like a sentimental like. Um, relationship, I guess you can say, with West Virginia. I've always rooted for them, even though I don't know why. Even after the Sugar Bowl, when they beat the – For me, it started a little bit later. Um, 
But with those Geno teams that were scoring like 70 yeah. a game, I fell in love with watching that team. Gino, I agree. That like, my heart, my heart is pulling for West Virginia. My brain says Pitt's going to win this game. I hope not. I mean, it was a free parlay, but. Look, look, it, we're going to put out a graphic later this week of our best bets. Um, and then I'm going to keep track of mine. If Wes wants, we can keep track of his, too, and yeah. just see where we're at towards the end of the season. Let's end it. I like it. Um, but yeah, we'll do a graphic every week about our best bets. This is just kind of a who's going to win each game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we're both on the same page. We want West Virginia to win. Yeah. But I, my head says Pitt, and I hate it. Pitt just has a lot. I mean, they have Kenneth Slovis, who's expected to be one of the top quarterbacks in the ACC. But other than that, like, I don't know what Pitt has. And they lost a lot. They lost Kenny Pickett. They lost Jordan Addison. They lost a lot. So I think West Virginia might have the slight edge going into that on Thursday night. Also a heart pick here. I want Pitt to lose and then beat Tennessee. Um, 100% a heart pick. I don't think either of those things are going to happen. <laughs> But it would make me so happy. Uh, so we're going to go right into it. I've tried to do these as far as the order. I tried to do them the order that they're going to come on throughout the weekend. I don't know how successful I was at that because we were on a road trip while I wrote this. So I wish you guys as much luck as I wish myself. <laughs> Next game is number 23, Cincinnati at number 19, Arkansas. Um, the line is currently Arkansas minus six and a half with the over-under set at 52 and a half. Arkansas starts their season against the only group of five team to ever make the college football playoff. The problem is since he lost damn near everything from yeah. last year, um, I mean, Desmond Ritter, their defensive lineman, who was just a menace. They lost both of their corners. Um, they're 82nd nationally in returning production. Jesus. I think just because this is against Cincinnati and the profile that Cincinnati's given themselves over the last few years, that this is KJ Jefferson's national coming out party. Yeah. Um, I would, if I was making the line for this, I'd probably have it closer to 16. Um, I think, I think Arkansas takes this game going away just because of the inexperience on that Cincinnati offensive line or not Cincinnati offensive line, Cincinnati's defense combined yeah. with uh, Kendall Bryles offense. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Um, obviously Arkansas is going to, going to take this. It's everybody in the SEC knows about KJ Jefferson. Like you said, this is going to be his, his national coming out party. Um, but honestly, the people in Vegas know something with it being six and a half. Um, I'm I'm a big believer in first week jitters. I guess you can say. Um, oh, for sure. Team starting slow, um, and I I think with it because it's in Arkansas, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's in Fayetteville. It is at Arkansas, correct? Yeah, and those fans are going to be hyped. Those fans, I think it's going to be something that Cincinnati hasn't seen. With I mean, yeah, the bounce house at. Um, Central Florida is pretty pretty rowdy from what I've seen. But not but, the last couple of years. Most of the yeah, guys on this Cincinnati team, yeah, most of the guys on the Cincinnati team haven't seen it. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be – I think – obviously, I don't want to say 
Vegas knows something, but like the six and a half, like you said, is a little low and a little close for me. And I, I mean, you guys know I, I work in fire protection out of Savannah. I have no ties to Las Vegas, but my best guess for why this line is so low is that Arkansas struggled with Rice Week One last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arkansas, I believe, had to make a comeback in that game to win it. Uh, and then they went on their historic run for the program that every Georgia fan loves Sam Pittman, so we're all happy about that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean – But I think that would have a lot to do with it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big week one guy. Like, I have the Oregon game being Georgia's toughest game week one because it's week one. Sure. Yeah. No, I – um. I do think Arkansas covers, and I do think they cover handedly, but I think it's probably a 50-50 shot of this being a one-possession game or a blowout. I don't know. I'd say more like 70 or 30. Like, I don't see it being a one-possession game. Maybe going into, like, the half maybe, but after that I think Arkansas does what SEC teams do and just – Pull, they pull away. Sure. I mean, I hope so, especially with that Arkansas offensive line that's supposed to be extremely good this year. Yeah. Um, I I think both of us are very high on the Hogs this year. I'm just glad we don't play them. If I'm being honest. Yeah. So moving into the next game, this is one that anyone that I know outside of the podcast knows I have been hyped for for a hot minute here. We've got number seven, Utah, going to unranked University of Florida. Um, It's finally time. It is finally time for the Urban Meyer baby aspirin bowl. Utah's only a three-point favorite. The over-unders at 51. I don't understand why it's only a three-point favorite. Uh, Utah brings back 67% of their production from 10 wins last season in the Pac-12 title. Florida brings back 55%. They are in. They are at 100th in returning production. Um, I've already gone over how little faith I have in Anthony Richardson. He was good for one at least one turnover per start last year, um, and his skill level, the skill talent around him, got worse this offseason. Yeah. Um, I think Utah wins this by two or three possessions. I I think Utah's probably bringing in their second string guys towards the end of the fourth quarter. The only thing I see with that is it being the swamp and Utah going to Florida. That humidity, that disgusting Florida air. Counterpoint like, to that, you I, you've trained in the military. You, I you know what elevation does. Mm-hmm. You've deployed. You've been overseas in those mountains. You know that when you go from doing high level stuff in those mountains to back down at a sea level, it's easy. Yeah. It's yeah. like breathing it's like breathing pure oxygen when you come back down to sea level. Yeah. I don't know. I I I see Utah winning it. I just I see it being closer than what you are saying. I th- I think it's going to be a a one possession game. Just because, it, just because it's in the swamp, and that might be why, because you're like, I don't know why Vegas has it that low. Home gives, I want to say it's like a point advantage, or something. It's something along those lines. So it, so the home team in college football gets three and a half points. Yeah. 
Um, and just for everyone's reference, I initially wrote this on Friday afternoon, and Utah was a two-point favorite, and it's already moved up to three, and this is Monday evening. Oh, wow. Um, so there's a lot of money being put on Utah to win this game, cover the spread. Which I, I see them, like like I said, I see them winning, and I just hope all Florida fans are listening to this, and just because I have a lot of friends that are Florida fans, and yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I think Florida's in for a rude awakening. I I think there's a good shot they don't even make a bowl this year, and scared it is money going don't to make, make money. me so happy. Well, scared money don't make money. <laughs> fuck them. Sorry, I hate Next, <laughs> I, I, no, I get it. I I don't like him. I grew up. My uncle was a Florida fan. I I get it. <laughs> I, I I get it. Um, Florida fans have been real quiet this past off season, though. Oh no! Oh, I have some that have not. Well, that's because you are friends with people that apparently are not that intelligent. Oh, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> So, next game is probably the biggest game of the weekend as far as maybe tied for biggest game of the weekend for playoff implications. Um, I know it's week one, but we got number five Notre Dame at number two Ohio State in the shoe. Ohio State is a 15.5 point favorite with the over-under set at 58.5. And And to break that down – to anyone that doesn't necessarily gamble, doesn't know what all these terms mean, Vegas is essentially projecting Ohio State to win this game 37-21. to 21. This is a top five matchup where Vegas expects the defenses to stay on the bus. I think Ohio State wins. Yeah. Um, but I think... I think that if Notre Dame's quarterback can be competent, it is much closer than a 15 and a half point spread. And there's just, there's so much unexperience on Notre Dame's offense that that would have me questioning it. But there's so much just bad football on Ohio State's defense. I, I think it'll be closer than 15 and a half points. Yeah. I think another thing is, is recency bias because. That Ohio State offense blowing up last year, and I think that's what a lot of people are seeing in Notre Dame kind of being Notre Dame last year, and I forgot what my train of thought. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's a lot of a lot to do with recency bias with that Ohio State offense. Yeah, I mean, so what happened last year when the same Ohio State team, they got one transfer and a new defensive coordinator. Um, what happened last year when Ohio State played a competent offense with a good defense? They lost. Oregon. They lost to Oregon. They lost to Michigan. Um, once again, they don't make those billion-dollar casinos in the Vegas, in the desert for nothing. Yeah. But I think Vegas is wrong about this one. I don't – I I see this – I would take Notre Dame with the 15-and-a-half points. Um, yeah, that that's just where I'm at on that. I have more confidence in Notre Dame's offense than Ohio State's defense, really what yeah. that comes down to. The 
the next big game that we've got is is pretty interesting. Um, it's allegedly a neutral site game. Uh, Florida State versus LSU, once again, allegedly neutral site because they're playing this game in New Orleans. Oh. Um, LSU is favored by three points. And Florida State still seems to be figuring out how to play football after Jimbo left them in the dumpster. Um, um, they had 300-yard rushers on last or on Saturday. Oh, yeah. They, they did so good against Duquesne. So, <laughs> so good. So good. Duquesne doesn't even have a mascot. They're the Duquesne Dukes. That is the least creative athletic department I've ever heard of. Um, I like it. I know we get off onto tangents here, but the Duquesne Dukes, they. <laughs> Do you see that one guy on the sideline that had his pants like up to his nipples? Uh, full transparency, I did not watch a single second of that Florida State Duquesne game. I didn't either, but it popped up all over my news feeds. Hold on. I'm Googling it. I'm going to put it in the group. Okay. Um, so I'll keep going here a little bit. I think I'm a lot higher than some people on LSU this season. Um, but I've talked about this before. Uh, all my LSU friends, I've talked about this with them. I think they have the widest variance in their season possibilities in the SEC. I think they could – I think LSU could win 10 games. I think they could win five games. Um <laughs> And that's nuts to say about a program that's been so dominant over the last 20 years with the exclusion of a few seasons. But I do think LSU by about 10 in this one. I think new coach, new climate in the program, I being in New Orleans, the Superdome, I, I think those fans get rowdy. I think they end up winning this game by 10, close to it at least. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, Brian Kelly, he's going to want to make a save in his first game. Um, LSU's not – they're not a bad team. No, absolutely not. And I, I see them, like you said, winning by, by 10 easily. Like, I think it'll be garbage time touchdowns that make it 10. Oh, so you think it's close until the end of the game. No, no, no. Garbage time touchdowns for Florida State. I think LSU's – Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, just random little fun thing I thought of here. B.J. Ojolari, we know his brother well. One of mm-hmm. the best outside linebackers to play at Georgia in the last few years. How many sacks do you think he has in this game against that Florida State offensive line that was worse than Alabama's last season? I can see three. Okay. Three, three I was and also a half. Gonna, I was also going to say three, so I'll have to come up with a different number. Well, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say four just to make it interesting Ooh. so we can have a little bit of a, a little bit of something to yeah. compete about here. Um, last but not least, the Oregon-Georgia game. This Ooh-hoo. is in Atlanta. Everybody knows. This is currently a 17-and-a-half point spread in favor of the Dogs. 
I think both of our pick here is going to be heavily swayed by the interview we just uh, we just did. Um, I'm keeping my same prediction I've had. I, I like. Think, I don't exactly remember what mine was, but I think I'm changing it. Go ahead. Well, I like the dogs. Thirty-one seventeen. That. Okay, so you've got Oregon covering the spread. Yeah, I, I think the spread is covered. Um, just because we don't know what to expect from that Oregon team, that that's my biggest thing. I think it's going to be closer to half, if not tied. And I think Georgia pulls away in the fourth. You know, like like they do. All right, so I also agree with you in taking Oregon plus a seventeen and a half. That's just that's really high. Um, I we're, Especially week we're, one. Week one against we don't know the quarterback. We have no idea about the offensive coordinator. We have no idea about the defensive coordinator. Dan Lanning and Kirby Smart have been close for years. Um, I've got Oregon covering that seventeen and a half. Yeah. But let's see, let's see. So you've got what thirty-one seventeen, yep. right? So that would be forty-eight. So you're taking the under on fifty-three. See, fifty. Like, that is high to me. Like, I our offense is going to be good. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm excited for our offense. Super high for our offense. We didn't lose a lot on it. There's. We I think we averaged what over forty a game last last season. Um, I'm super high on a buzz. The average last season was mid thirties. Yeah, I looked but, it up recently, but I don't yeah. I don't exactly remember what it is. But it's another thing. Granted, it's changed because now Stetson has had a full off season as the guy. That things could change, but like you know, Rob said in our interview, or you know, y'all hit later on is there's a difference between game and practice. Yes, and Stetson has come a long way from being that kid that fucking shit the bed against Florida in 2017, or no, 20, 2020. 2020, sorry. <laughs> He's Florida. been on the team since 2017. Yeah, right? That shit the bed in 2020 to a kid that won us the national championship last year. He He's – strides difference, but we don't know what to expect from that a Dan Landing led I mean we do know what to expect from a Dan Landing led defense, but we don't at the same time. Sure. No, I, I agree. Um I'm trying to come up with something interesting for us to disagree on about this game so we can <laughs> we can have something something here. All right. Um, I'll do a personal I think Oregon has heard we're wearing black, so they're gonna wear black. There you go. You can disagree with that. Oh, no, I, I'm going to come up with something quantifiable here. We are going to get into numbers. Um, I'll set the over-under for Georgia players that score touchdowns at three. That's three different players scoring touchdown. Are you taking the over-under? I'm taking three. All right, we'll do three and a half. <laughs> we'll do three and a half. All right, then, I'm, then I'm going under. I think I'm going to go. I, you've already said it. I'm going over. We got to disagree on something. <laughs> All right. So obviously, we know Brock's going to get one. Correct. Um, one of the running backs. Yep. And then I, I see Darnell get one. 
Like red zone, Darnell, like no one's stopping him. And then I could see a deep pass like A.D. Mitchell or Kiaris Jackson or somebody. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, so, so now you're taking the over, but you already said the under. I, I, I'll keep – no, I'm saying I could see that happening, but I'm taking the under. I'm taking three. So, I've got – one from Brock, one of the running backs. So, we'll do – um, we'll do Kendall. Okay. I think, I think Kendall get no. We'll go Kenny. Kenny, Kenny breaks one open. He has a long has a long run, and then I see Darnell in the red zone. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit different from you here. I've got Darnell definitely getting one because I think they're I think they're gonna go twelve or thirteen personnel in the red zone, um, and they're gonna put two guys on Brock because how could you not? Yeah. So I got Darnell getting one. I've got Kenny getting one. I think Stetson's going to use his legs for one. And then I'm going to go Lad. I, I'm going to go Lad. Lad? I, yeah, I think his speed is going to um, – I think his speed and route running ability is going to do some wonders in the slot there against whoever yeah. they've got in star. Um, I forgot about Lad, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You've already said it. It is set in stone. <laughs> We'll make a clip of this. <laughs> so, all right, Wes, this is a shorter episode than we're used to. Um, but we did have a long interview. We'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit, um, tease it for the episode we're going to put out in a day or two. So we had Rob Mosley on from GoDucks.com. Um, phenomenal interview. Great We've we've had a lot of guests on so far, but as far as different teams and different perspectives, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think you guys will too. Yeah. Um, he gave us a lot of insight into what ex- to expect from Oregon this season with all the different changes they've had. Um, so listen to that. I think any Georgia fan, any SEC fan is going to get a lot of perspective as far as that goes. Um. And that's going to come out later this week. We'll we'll do – I'll probably do a little caveat towards the intro of that because we were initially making it this one big, long episode. But uh, Rob went into so much detail, we decided to break it into two and put that out at a later point. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to make a graphic of our best bets later in the week to our Instagram and Facebook group. Once again, join the Facebook group, Nothing Finder Podcast. Um. And I may have talked about it already, but if not, I am going to be at the Oregon game this weekend. Wes cannot come, sadly. Um, But if you're going to go, if you're going to be in the area to tailgate, hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, doesn't really matter. Um, And I'll try and get in touch with you guys. I will have some stickers that I'll probably be passing out to anybody that I meet over there. Um, You're going to get one when I send you your shirt. (laughs) Also, I've had a couple people reach out about shirts that I – the one that I was wearing when I posted that thing at the ASW Distillery last Friday. If you are interested in a shirt, I don't have a price yet. Um reaching out to a family friend that does embroidery. So if you are interested in one, let me know, and I'll try and get a price. And I'm going to keep yelling about it. I'm going to keep complaining until we get more than a single response to our Spotify questions. Um, please, like I said, you can 
you can tell me to go screw myself in these answers. I just want somebody else to answer a question. I have had one in nine episodes. Um, I think them not answering is them telling you to go screw yourself. That yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that, and everybody's like, "Oh man, I love the podcast." Answer, answer a question. Then prove answer it. Answer a question. But yeah, another way to prove it. Um, we do have stickers. We do have stickers. So what we're gonna do is if you put a five star rating and review in, um, send us a screenshot, either Wes or I, through our Facebook group, Instagram account, whatever you do. Um, I will mail you a sticker and a handwritten note, and I am not responsible if you cannot read my handwriting. Um, handwritten, so it's made with love. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know about Wes, but I appreciate everybody that does listen. I, oh yeah, even yeah. <laughs> I it, all the interaction in the Facebook group, all the Instagram comments, likes. We appreciate everything you guys are doing to help us kind of grow this thing. Um, our um our shit show of fantasy league that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, that so that draft I went live last night. I was the only person because I'm technologically illiterate. <laughs> um, I did get some interaction in that. Had some good conversations. The video is long, but it is live on our Facebook group. We'll give updates. Um, so far it's a disaster. We had a couple guys auto draft and accidentally get five quarterbacks. So that's. Uh, <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll figure it out. I didn't uh, draft a kicker, but then somehow ended up with a kicker, so I'll take it. Yeah, Fantrax, <laughs> at, at Fantrax, calling you out now. Your yeah. draft lobbies need work. They <laughs> need work. I was a part of two in the last week, and they were both disasters. <laughs> um, Go into the Instagram page here. Wes continues to kill it with the graphics. That is all him because, once again, I am technologically illiterate, guys. I apologize. I don't know how to make it better. I try. Um, <laughs> but Wes, Wes is doing a lot with the Instagram. He keeps killing it with the graphics, the uniform stuff. He loves trolling people. So if you see something you don't like, call him out for <laughs> trolling you. Uh, and we have continued to have people steal our content. On Facebook or on Instagram, so if you see someone steal our content, tag us in the comments because we also like trolling people, and we will go directly after that page because, you know, we we both like a little bit of chaos in our life. Oh, I've started uh, watermarking. What's that? I've started watermarking it. Yeah, I need you to send that to me so I can do it on my post too. Oh, I just posted the logo, then put the opacity like really low. All right, I'll see if I can figure that out. Um, what I've mentioned a few times here in the conclusion, which I know is long, but we got a lot to talk about since we um, we kind of scatterbrained this whole episode, but we got a lot of good information and content through it. Facebook group, Nothing Finder Podcast. Um, we're up to 103 members as of before this recording. Oh, we shit. love all the interaction. Um, having a lot of good fun. That's how we got the... Fantasy League started, so if you're interested in doing that next year, we will continue to do it. Um, and then if you're listening and don't do social media, nothingfinderpod at gmail.com. And as of right now, it is five days until the dogs go duck hunting in Atlanta. Um, Wes, if you don't have anything else, I think we'll go ahead and close it out. Let's do it.
Remember, guys, there's nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. He need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.